Hello everyone. Today's scripture reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 1 through 14. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, Look, this is something new. It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who followed them. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning, Cornerstone. Grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we start a series of messages from the Old Testament book, Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes deals with our search for meaning and fulfillment in life. So where do you find meaning in life? What comes to mind? Is it in good grades or where you went to college or where you hope to go to college? Maybe it's your work and your achievements or your marriage or your children and their achievements. How well you parent your kids may give you meaning, you feel. Or your wealth and the pleasures that your wealth allows in your life. Maybe you find meaning in your ability to be successful in your eyes or the eyes of the world. What is the meaning of your life? What makes you valuable? Well, Ecclesiastes has such an important message that we need to hear over and over again. Unfortunately, many followers of Jesus are unfamiliar with Ecclesiastes, and so they get sidetracked, seeking meaning uh, in things of life that in themselves is vanity. So we pursue something or someone, and when we see that that thing or that person is taken away or is gone, then we lose our way in life. Or maybe we attain whatever we're seeking for meaning or the person that we uh, becomes a part of our life. But then we realize that the meaning we were seeking after is still beyond our grasp. We haven't attained it yet because those things in of themselves is vanity. It is like we are chasing after the wind, as Ecclesiastes says. Well, the author of Ecclesiastes remains unknown. 
But most of what is written is traditionally attributed to King Solomon, the son of David, as verse 1 says. And the author of Ecclesiastes is really actually only heard of very uh, shortly at the very beginning in verse 1 and possibly in verse 2. And then at the very end of the book in chapter 12, he kind of wraps it up. And so the majority of the book is the writing of uh, the person that is referred to as in the ESV as the preacher. Now, preacher is the translation of the Hebrew word kohelet. And this word means simply a leader or a speaker of an assembly like a preacher. And so thus the word used to translate it as preacher or in some translations, teacher. So we hear from two people in Ecclesiastes uh, and the author and then the preacher. Now, the author summarizes and wraps up the meaning of Ecclesiastes uh, at the very end of chapter 12. So Ecclesiastes starts with the introduction of the preacher in verse 1, and then states the overall theme in the preacher's words in verses 2, and then the question that it's trying to address in verse 3. Listen to these verses again. Verses 2 and 3, vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? Vanity is a key word throughout Ecclesiastes. Vanity occurs 38 times in Ecclesiastes, which is more than half of all the occurrences of this word in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word for vanity is hevel, and it is difficult to translate into English. And so translations struggle, and they try to use all these different words. If you go through different translations on uh, BibleGateway.com or uh, Uversion, you'll find absurd, uh, or vanity, as in the ESV, or meaningless, useless, or a puff of breath, or smoke. Literally, the word in Hebrew means vapor, mist, breath. And the image here is like when it's really cold outside and we can see our breath. Um, so it's this Hebrews is a, a Hebrew is a language of images. And so it's, it's like this candle. And when I blow it out, and you can see the smoke, And it looks physical, but when we try to grab a hold of it, we can't grab it. We can't control it. It escapes us. And so this is the image that captures the meaning of the Hebrew word hevel. We we just can't grab a hold of it. So metaphorically, hevel refers to something that is fleeting or elusive, mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. Enigmatic would be a good English word that would reflect maybe a more fuller meaning of hevel because it is in line with this parallel phrase that often occurs with the word hevel or vanity, we'll see uh, in the ESV. Um, And we see this in verse 14, which the ESV says, a striving after wind or as the NIV puts it, a chasing after the wind. We see the wind, 
we see the results of the wind, but we can't grab the wind. We cannot control the wind. And Hevel does not indicate that there is no meaning in life, but that it appears ungraspable, uh, incomprehensible fully. So Hevel leaves the open possibility that there is meaning in life. It's just that we cannot grasp it fully right now because of all the things that happen. So it's very important to understand the meaning of Hevel because it is the main point of Ecclesiastes. And the preacher summarizes this in verse 14, saying, I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity, a striving after the wind, a striving after wind. And so therefore, the preacher's primary search is for the meaning of life. And verse 3 states this with this question, what does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? What is the meaning of a person's life? And when we can't find meaning in life, then we come to the conclusion that there's really no reason for us to live. For example, uh, a journalist, Hunter S. Thompson, committed suicide on February 16, 2005 in his home in Aspen, Colorado. Now, Thompson often wrote for the Rolling Stone magazine, and he left instructions that his ashes were to be shot out of a cannon uh, on a, that would be put on a 153-foot tower uh, to the tune of Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man. Very specific instructions. And Thompson was 67 when he committed suicide. And his family and friends, which includes Johnny Depp and Jack Nicholson, the actors, uh, said that he was in pain from his hip surgery, uh, from back surgery, and from a recently broken leg. And said, uh, and he had talked about suicide for the past 25 years of his life before uh, he, was, he actually did it. And then so February 2005, as was every February for Thompson, a very grim month because football season was over. And so Thompson had written a brief suicide note and he scrawled it on black marker and he titled, he gave the note a title called Football Season is Over. And this is what he wrote before he shot himself. No more games, no more bombs, no more walking, no more fun, no more swimming, 67, that is 17 years past 50, 17 more than I needed or wanted, boring, I am always cranky, no fun for anybody, 67, you are getting greedy, act your old age, relax, this won't hurt. What profit has a man or a person from all their labor in which they toil? This is the question of Ecclesiastes. If we leave God and eternity out of the picture of life, then what real meaning does all our work amount to? Nothing. That's the conclusion. There is no meaning to it. Hunter Thompson had nothing to live for after 67 years of life and work. Life had no meaning for him at that point. Ecclesiastes is all about meaning. 
and fulfillment and satisfaction and significance in life. And the reason why the preacher, this is the reason why the preacher starts the book by saying, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. And the reason he begins this way is because he wants us to find true satisfaction, true significance, true meaning in life. It's very important to realize this because Ecclesiastes makes it clear that every person desires significance and satisfaction and fulfillment in life because they want meaning to their existence. I want meaning to my existence. And the problem is people seek the wrong way uh, in finding meaning and search for meaning in the wrong things. And so the preacher begins by saying that everything is vain. It is hevel. We can't grasp it. Enigmatic. Because we are seeking for meaning in this life in the wrong places and in the wrong ways are we seeking for meaning. The preacher's desire is to basically cut off from us every wrong path to meaning and, and satisfaction and fulfillment in life. So that we would then experience, ultimately, the true significance and fullness of life only when we live in humility before God. So people are involved always in this search for meaning and looking for it in the wrong things. And the preacher seeks to show us that we will never find meaning in the things of this earth in and of themselves. Verses 4 through 11 of chapter 1 speak of the enigma of life listen again to the preacher a generation goes and a generation comes but the earth remains forever the sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises the wind blows to the south and goes around to the north around and around goes the wind and on its circuits the wind returns all streams run to the sea but the sea is not full to the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness, and man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things yet to be among those who come after. All things we do, all things we will do, have been done before. People live and then die and are eventually forgotten. The earth continues to function as it always has. And people live and die and nothing changes in the overall scheme of things. The meaning of life is hevel, unable to be grasped. It is an enigma. And so, if we see our life on earth without God involved, without Him in the picture, then life really has no meaning that we can find. It is not something we can grasp. But hevel, using hevel to describe life and all the things in it, doesn't remove our hope that there is meaning. It's just that we cannot fully grasp a hold of it yet. 
Pavel points to meaning. It's just that we just can't grab it yet. And, and that's okay in humility before God. So the main point of Ecclesiastes is that life has meaning and satisfaction and fulfillment only when we throw ourselves before the Lord God in humility. Because we can't figure out the meaning of everything in life, especially when life throws curveballs for us. Yeah, humility before God. This is the main point of Ecclesiastes. The preacher brings this out repeatedly throughout Ecclesiastes, which we'll see in this series. For example, he says in chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. When we live knowing who we are, in, <coughs> excuse me, in light of who God is and being the creator and Lord of the universe, then we will follow his commands and enjoy whatever God gives us, the blessings we have. He provides. We can find meaning and joy in the little things of life, such as a good meal or a tasty drink. We can enjoy the hard, good hard work because God has given us the gifts and skills and talents to do the work that we're doing. We can enjoy these things of life and find meaning in these little things, these gifts from the Lord God. As I meditate, meditated on Ecclesiastes this week, you know, I found myself joyful in my health to walk, be able to walk summer my dog every morning and then listen to the birds and enjoy the, just the, the experience of doing so. And this actually is a new joy I discovered because as I understood my life in the humility before God. And I know that I won't have this health all the time because death is always coming, which is another theme in Ecclesiastes. Death comes. We don't know when it comes. That also is hovel because we can't grasp a hold of that. And so I, I humility before God gives me a broader view of life and us a broader view of life when we view life in light of God who gives us meaning. And we may not be able ever to fully grasp a hold of the specifics of the meaning of life at this moment, of why this is happening or what is our purpose in this situation, but we trust in Him who is the provider and sustainer of life itself. This is Ecclesiastes' main point. Life is hevel. It's hard for us to grasp the main meaning of life, but we know it's there because the one who gives meaning, we trust him. So Ecclesiastes is part of what is referred to as the wisdom literature of the Bible. So the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job, are all wisdom books. And Proverbs presents the general principles of wisdom. It is full of statements that are based on the commands of God and the blessings that generally result from following and obeying those commands. Now, Ecclesiastes, and also Job, 
Ecclesiastes brings up the exceptions that the preacher has observed in life to these general principles. Uh, for example, Proverbs tells us that those who do good, uh, meaning to follow the uh, commands of God, uh, they succeed and they prosper. And those who do evil will fail and be judged. Uh, but the preacher in Ecclesiastes points out the exception to this principle that he has observed in life. In chapter 7, verse 15, for example, he writes, uh, In my vein, which is the word hevel here, in my vain life I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing. This is hevel unable to grasp, unable to fully understand why this happens at that time that he is observing. Ecclesiastes points us to our need to live with humility before the Almighty God. And true meaning and satisfaction and fulfillment can only be found in Him and Him alone. So, or as early church leader Augustine put it, the soul is restless until it finds its rest in God. Striving for meaning in the things of life versus living in humility before God is like the story of this conversation between a mole, which has just pushed its head up out of the ground, and a bird that's in the tree. And the mole heard the bird singing above uh, on a branch of a tree. And he asked the bird, what are you making such a noise about? And the bird replied cheerfully, Oh, the sunshine, the trees, the grasses, the gurgling stream just a little ways off, and the white clouds that are on the mountainside. And, the, and then he ends that saying, And the world is so full of beauty. And Mr. Mole says, Nonsense! I have lived in the world longer than you have lived, and I have done, gone deeper into the world than you have gone. And I have transversed it and tunneled it, and I know what I'm talking about. And I tell you, there is nothing in it except a bunch of worms. See, life that is confined to just this life is mole living. There is nothing down here that is worth, worthy of us getting overly excited about. If all we have is only this life in mind, then life sucks, right? We're just going to live and die and be forgotten. And, and this is what we know deep down. And this is what Ecclesiastes is dealing with. If all we do is seek for meaning in life and the things of this life, we're never going to be able to understand anything. But we can't even understand everything, even with God in the picture, but at least we find meaning in God because He is the giver of meaning. And he is the giver of life. We could listen to Bono and U2, uh, the group U2, uh, singing this, their song, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Right? But everybody knows this feeling of can't find what we're looking for because God has made us to seek. He's designed us in this search for ultimate meaning. But he has also designed us and made us so that our ultimate meaning can only be found in Him and Him alone. We will always be searching 
and not satisfied until we come to trust in him, to live in humility before God. So what we need is something that will be adequate for every day, that will be lifelong and not merely passing away, which can cope with this inherent craziness and this shortness of life. And what we, can, what we need cannot be found here, however. It cannot be found under the sun, as Ecclesiastes puts it. It can only be found in the Lord God himself and fearing him living with humility before God. So humility before God in all things enables us to enjoy the little things of life and cling to his goodness during the horrible circumstances that will come in life. Even seeking wisdom for wisdom's sake, we see in our text, is an enigma You know, it's unable to be grasped. It's a mystery because the preacher ends chapter one saying, and I applied my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is but a striving after wind for in such wisdom is much vexation and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. The ancient philosopher Socrates also alluded to this truth when he said, the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. Seeking meaning in wisdom itself is hevel, something unable to be grasped, a chasing after the wind without the Lord God in the picture. What about you? Where do you find meaning in life? Is it going to the right school? Are you so so, you know, you need to have that first choice or your second choice, at least. Is it marrying the right person or getting married? Is that where you put your meaning? Is it settling then in the right neighborhood or living the right kind of life that's in your mind? Do you find meaning in the security of wealth that you need to have so much to feel like your life is meaningful? Or maybe it's in your social status. You need to be in a certain place for your life to have meaning? Is it in maybe having the perfect family or living the good life in your mind? Or maybe if you're older and your kids are out, maybe you find meaning in the idea or the practice of bouncing your grandkids or playing with your grandkids and seeing them eventually married to the right kind of people. Or do you find meaning in God? And is it in God and Him alone? Because that's the only thing in life that's not fleeting. Have you known the depth of satisfaction in the Lord God during some very deep heartbreaks of your life? That's when we find real meaning in life. It is in the Lord God. Maybe some of you have been shattered in some way this past week. Your lives have been rocked. Could be family situations or disease or illness or sickness or the loss of a job. Maybe a change of careers. Turns in your life that you did not anticipate coming and yet they came. Do you, in the midst of this, know the deep satisfaction and contentment and meaning in the Lord Jesus? 
and him alone. This is a message of Ecclesiastes. And you can find meaning despite what's going on in life. Jesus is better than anything in this world. We saw this in Hebrews, it's talking about that. And so therefore, Jesus is really the only answer to us who live on this earth now. He is our Redeemer, our friend, our Savior, our Lord God and Creator, and also the only one who gives us meaning in this life. Because this life, everything we pursue in and of itself will not provide meaning to us and our reason for living. And we can only find Jesus through faith and trust in Him as Lord. So I pray that we each can trust in and rest in the Lord Jesus today, no matter what life throws at us, because He's the only one that gives us meaning. Let's pray. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly Beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him, Lord Jesus, to you, be the glory in the church and in yourself, the Lord Jesus, throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.